You know that old expression, you can't get enough of a good thing? Well, it's just not true, and New York is proving it. Once upon a time, Saratoga ran for four weeks in August, and everyone loved it. But then, in the interest of chasing money, the New York Racing Association lengthened the meet to five weeks, six weeks, and now to seven weeks, which everyone agrees is just too long. Everyone except Naira, that is, which is actually floating a trial balloon to further lengthen the Saratoga meet. I mean, where is this all going to end? The third leg of the Triple Crown, the Saratoga Stakes. <laughs> no, 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 don't laugh. This could happen. Goodbye, Belmont. Instead of Big Sandy, we'll have Big Snowy. <laughs> Thanks for dropping by for the maiden voyage of Lenny's Place. A couple of months ago, it would have been quite in line to say we had a deep, quality-filled handicap division coming up to the Breeders' Cup. Mucho Macho Man looked willing to defend his Breeders' Cup classic. Belmont winner Palace Malice was slicing through his races, winning four in a row, including the Met Mile. Travers winner Will Take Charge still looked like a beast. And Game On Dude roared to a huge win in the big cap. Then, in like an instant, Mucho Macho Man, gone. Palace Malice, gone. Game On Dude, oh, showing his age. Will Take Charge, oh, he's in the Witness Protection Program. Ron the Greek is off in some desert. It looks like we're down to Moreno, and it's my lucky day in the East. And three-year-old shared belief just embarrassed older horses in the Pacific Classic out west. So the real interest right now? Well, looks like it's the battle between shared belief and California Chrome. Perhaps it comes as early as the Pennsylvania Derby, more than likely in the Classic. Game on, dude. Moreno. Hard to see them not killing themselves off in the Classic. They finished 9th and 10th last year after they duked it out early. What's going to happen? Well, we all know. A 25 to 1 shot will win the Classic. Close hatches will somehow lose the distaff. And Wise Dan will become horse of the year for the third straight year. What, what other ending could there possibly be? I joked at the top of the show about Naira milking dry the cash cow that is Saratoga, but it's really not funny. Naira insists on running 10 races on weekdays and 12 on weekends up at Saratoga. At a time when fall crops are down, two-year-olds are nowhere to be found. We have fewer starters per race, and even all sources handle is down. And attendance, real attendance at Saratoga, well, that's down also. Even though Naira is perpetrating the illusion it's up, by counting season passes that it sold before the meet as paid attendance every day, whether those people actually show up or not. From Monday, August 25th through Friday, August 29th, that's four racing cards, there was not a single open maiden special weight race run on the main track at Saratoga. And this is at a meet that was once famous for two-year-old racing. And now Naira wants to lengthen the Saratoga meet? Can you say 
saturation. But in the interest of equal time, because I am a fair guy, I will bring you the top five reasons to extend the Saratoga meat, at least according to Naira. Number five, $12 hot chocolates could become a huge revenue stream. Number four, who doesn't want to see Mary Lou Whitney riding a reindeer sleigh? Number three, Tom Durkin needs somewhere to go when he returns from Italy. Number two, the new thermal underwear giveaway, sure hit. And the number one reason to extend the Saratoga meet, New York City residents can get home faster from Saratoga than they did from Belmont on Belmont Steaks Day. There you have it. Speaking of Saratoga, Moreno winning the Whitney was one of the top stories of the year, which is very good for Lenny's place. I like people who like to talk. A lot of trainers protect their secrets like Fort Knox. That's not going to be a problem with the guy standing next to me. He's the trainer of Saratoga, grade one winner Moreno. He's the Cajun cowboy, Eric Gio. Welcome to Lenny's place. Thanks, Lenny. Nice <laughs> to have you out here on this beautiful Saratoga morning. You see that thing in your hand? Oh, no, oh, listen. I thought, I thought it was an ice cream cone. Huh? I thought it was some Star Wars ice cream cone looking all silver and pretty. Like I was telling you earlier, people only knew how much I keep from coming out of my mouth. Woof. Yeah, scary thoughts. It's scary, very scary. It's very scary. Moreno was two for 19 going into the what? Whitney. Two for 19 going into the Whitney. A lot of close calls, a lot of placings, and a lot of great races. Mm. Missed the Travers by a nose. What kept your confidence level up in this horse? Well, I mean, it's pretty easy to, to see how... how I mean, he hasn't really missed any of the dances against the best. And I think he's missed the board one time besides the Breeders' Cup Classic when he when he got injured on his splints and fractured a splint in the race. And then when everybody but me, from my partner to the jockey to the, every guru that reads a racing farm to every person that thought he it was a mile horse, uh, finally just had to get it out of my, their systems and prove that he wasn't in the med mile. He run dead last. Like a two-year-old hitting dirt in his face, you know. You don't want to run. He's a he's a corky. He's got a he's a head case. So I mean, he's uh, I knew that going in. That you know, I figured I might as well try him one time right back where I can put equipment back on him and put him back on the lead. You know. Yeah. Tell me about training a horse that's a front runner. What what do you do? Do you have to do something to slow him up? Do you have to do something to make him sharp? What what do you do with a horse that has that one way of running? Well actually not, a horse like him you, you train you train a little differently because you want to put you want to work him fast and train him light and let him feel good because and he's uh when he feels pressure behind him is when he takes off again, you know so in the front I mean uh, any, I don't care. Speed's dangerous. I mean speed's dangerous at two furlongs, it's dangerous. At two miles, you're, you, you basically you're already you got to go where I already been. You know what I mean? It's just uh -huh, that simple. Uh -huh. So he's got a high cruising speed. You know, it reminds me of like a cigar type or a horse. You know, those kind of horses that have that high cruising speed. So if you take that, that you know that away from him, I mean that's his his, his deadly weapon. Better at better at four than at three. Uh, yeah, I think kind of like his daddy was. You know what I mean? I think he's he's better at four and three. I think he's. He's kind of trying a little harder. He's figuring it out a little bit more. He's more sensible when he gets into the paddock. He's more sensible in the starting gate. So I think, yeah, I think, you know, he has a pedigree to be better in age, kind of like his daddy was. So any doubt that you would go in the classic or would you look at the dirt mile or, or are you convinced? Again? That, that I mean, this, you another one of those? This is the classic. <laughs> I, just, I thought I just classic. made that clear. Did I not just make that clear? You want to be another victim? <laughs> okay. All right, let's get to the important stuff here. 
the voodoo. Tell me about oh, the voodoo. Man. You already told me the story how Bob Baffert begged you to stop putting the spell on him years ago. Now you got the, well, actually, the, the Whitney horses. You got the voodoo thing hanging from the tree. What's going on? With well, that? I think Bob's going to quit believing in me because he texted me before the uh, Travers the other day and asked me if, if I can do my magic on Toneless and uh, Wicked Strong. <laughs> so back and I told him I'll go for it, but it doesn't look like it worked. It didn't work in his, uh, I told him it's got to be in your DNA. It's got to be in your genes. You can't just let it work for other people. I mean, you got to have the pedigree, you know what I mean, yeah, right. for that kind of DNA. Right. Yeah. Well, tell me about that. What did you do before the Whitney with that stuff hanging from the tree? What, no, what was just, that all about? You were just, just having fun. Yeah, of course. You're just having fun. I do this to have fun. I mean, come on. I mean, isn't the business tough enough as it is? Seven days a week at 4.30 and not have fun. You're in a good spot here. There's Bobby Frankel's old barn. A lot of magic in this barn. Oh, speaking yeah, I know. I had to, I literally, I had to have an exorcism when I first got here with a couple of food towels just to get the negativity out of it. <laughs> the smoke took 20 minutes to clear. <laughs> yeah, a lot of good horses coming oh, out Oh, yeah, here, Bobby. Huh? I had great horses. Yeah. yeah, they told me that this is Bobby's old barn. Well, tell me about, there's so many guys here who do, walk around taking this real serious 24 so not that you don't you're a serious guy but you like to have fun and that's what that's what really sets you apart from a lot of these other yeah guys. it kind of you know my partner and mike and i are such good friends he's such a great guy but he he gets he gets mad at me sometimes not mad he just gets like oh you know you can have this many or you can do this you can do that your horsemanship you're good you're skilled at this blah 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 all that crap you know if you people think you're just some way clown all that crap you know what i mean but the truth is the truth is they're never gonna outwork me my crew second to none. Yeah. You know, when they find out that the clowns have guns, it's too late. Uh, yeah, I know. Huh? <laughs> You're yeah. often dangerous. Right. You know, I'm, I'm the kind of clown that I'm never going to ring that little bell. <laughs> I know that I'm coming. <laughs>